Welcome to the A to Z of sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth. I'm an intimacy coach and psychologist. I created this show to explore the erotic alphabet, to help you learn more about desire and expressing your desires, discover ways to spice up your relationship and create that sizzling relationship you've always wanted. I do this through solid science, real life stories and interviews with an exciting variety of sex experts. Listen in weekly as I share key strategies to help you create your ideal sexual life. Make sure you join us to access even more sexual strategies on my blog, A to Z of Sex. Access our monthly newsletter with subscriber-only offers at www.atozofsex.com. That's A-T-O-Z-O-F-S-E-X. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the A to Z of Sex. I'm Dr. Lori Beth, and I am your host. We are working our way through the erotic alphabet, one letter at a time. Just a reminder, this podcast deals with adult content, so if you don't have total privacy, you might want to put on your headphones. Today, the letter is D, and D is for dating and sex. Lorna Poole is a dating coach who helps smart, savvy, successful women who are single, Find love with a great guy by showing you how to master the dating phase from getting asked out to I do. She's the founder and CEO of Lorna Poole Magnet for Love Coaching. After her own love disaster, she decided it was time to get it right. She realized she kept attracting the wrong guys and knew if she never took her love life seriously, she would never meet her Mr. Right. Luckily for Lorna, she's now in a loving relationship with her great guy. We all know dating can be a minefield but not if you know what you're doing. Today on the show, Lorna is going to share with you some really crucial tips that will change how you date forever so that you can win that guy over for good. Welcome to the show, Lorna. Thank you. And thank you for having me, Laurie. So we're going to talk today about dating and sex, because that's the issue that nobody ever talks about. They talk about, you know, what to wear, how many times to call back, whether you text after the first date, but people don't usually address what do you do in terms of sex when you're doing this dating game? Yeah, and I want to chip in there, Laurie, on that. It's such a a gray area, and there's so much advice out there about when should you sleep with him, and um, you'll get very mixed advice. So I want to make it clear for you, for your listeners today. Um, and I think once they hear this, uh, it will give them um, a really co- solid uh, step forward in this area. Yeah, okay. absolutely. So what's so the your, first thing? Yeah. Yeah. What's your first your first piece of advice? First piece of advice, I will always say. And, you know, I'll just say this as well, and I'll share a bit of my story throughout as we talk, but I would have struggled in this area too, and I'll tell you how I, I got around it. But um, the first place you always need to start is what do you want? Right. Too many women think that men actually have more power in a, in the relationship or in the dating phase than they do, when actually men pursue and you choose. And... If you talk to men, they'll actually say she has the power, um, but not women don't really understand that. But once we go through our conversation today, I think I think they will get what I mean by that. So the first thing to do is to know what you want. Are you looking for fun? 
are you looking for a long-term boyfriend? Because how you approach both of these are going to be a little bit different. And men are, once you get this, first I'm going to tell you two things. The first thing is men are either into you or they're not. Okay? And once you start to get this principle, you'll approach dating very differently. Because most mistakes that are made in dating is what you tolerate. So if you understand that men are either into you or you're not, you're going to stop wasting your time with the men that are just out there for sex and they're not there to date to meet the long-term girlfriend. Um, men, you have to remember, men just, they don't just go out with you and they're on and off and on and off. They're either in or they're out. And that's something you need to approach dating with. Okay. The second, th the second thing here is you will tell once you get clever at this you can tell by his words and actions what his intention is with you and you need to know this before we get to the whole sex dating conversation um a man who's interested in just one night stands or fun is going to be pushy he's um going to maybe make you feel jealous uh, feel jealous or kind of manipulate you into sleeping with him and i always say when you set a standard, which we're going to talk about in a minute, um, the right guy will always step up and the wrong guy will disappear. And that's one of your big clues to when should I sleep with him um, with dating and sex. Uh, what else do I need to say about that? It was something else I had on my head. <laughs> well, um, well let, me, yeah. let me ask. So, I mean, some women... Don't separate the idea of whether I'm going to date somebody or whether I'm looking for um, a long-term partner, right? Yeah. Some women go into this with the idea that they're looking for the one. And I have issues about that because I think there are many. I don't think there's ever just one. Um, Absolutely. But, you know, that's what they're looking for. And they're going into the, into the dating world with that idea. Some women are dating and they figure they'll figure it out when the time comes. So they're not yeah. necessarily looking for the one, but they're not necessarily casual either. Would you say that you approach sex differently if you are trying to cement that long-term relationship than if you're, if you're just dating? Yeah. And you just remind me what I was trying to say earlier, which was, right. Men will say, if they're not looking for anything serious, they'll always say something along the lines, and this can be a good guy with potential, as I call him. Um, they can say something along the lines of, you know, I'm not ready for a relationship right now. I'm just looking for fun and getting over my ex. It's not the right time in my life. Honestly, as soon as you hear him utter these words, that's a fun relationship. If you're looking for long term, as a woman, you want to create excitement, desire, um, interest. You want to be perceived as fun, sexual, confident, and you value yourself. And when you know how to do that, you'll attract a long-term boyfriend. And I agree with you, Laurie. It's not about approaching the date as, oh, this is the one every time. It's about showing up as your best self, loving your life, being conversational, and understanding that dating is just sort of a play stage st stage where it, it you just get to know each other and you know you you show up at the date 
light conversation, just having a curiosity for the other person. And what's going to make someone attracted to you is how you make them feel about themselves. So what you're saying is that actually you need to know what you want and what your rules are. And it doesn't actually matter what your rules are. So it's not like you should wait if you want him. Cause you know, we see all these, these, these things that say, Oh, don't have sex with him on the first date or don't have sex with him in the first week or wait until there's a ring on your finger. But actually it's about what your set of values are, what works mm -hmm. for you. So if you're somebody who doesn't feel good about yourself if you have sex too quickly, then don't do it. Yeah. But I, if you're okay I, with that, then show up confident and not worry about it. Don't worry about what, what, you know, 16 people are telling you is the right thing to do in order to find that perfect guy. And even if you're not confident, because I would have been very shy around guys. I What I used to do is... What I used to do is I always said to myself, it's just practice. Mm -hmm. And I got so good at practicing the skills that I now teach that it, it fell into place without me getting in this big um, stress or sweat about it, you mm -hmm. know. And men and women will both tell you one of the biggest uh, attractions is confidence. Mm -hmm. And if you're not a confident person, Another thing I used to say to myself was, it's only two hours of the rest of my life. Because um, when I used to do Toastmasters, not, maybe not everybody who's listening here today knows what that is, but it's public speaking. And I was very shy. And I, I would tear up standing in front of people. I was so nervous. And we used to have to do this seven-minute speech. So like I, everything would go wrong that day because I was so nervous about speaking. And... I got to the point where I just said to myself, it's seven minutes, Lorna, the rest of your life. You can do it for seven minutes. And I did the same with my relationships. And I said, Lorna, it's two hours. Come on, you can do this for two hours. You know what to do. You know what to say. You know how to sit. You know how to make it. Do I feel good? Blah, blah, blah. And I just honed and honed and honed the skills. And I remember my now partner saying to me, um, oh, I really enjoyed your company. You're so confident and, you know, like you're a breeze kind of to be with. <laughs> I, would, I kind of snigger to myself going, yeah, right. But it's amazing what you can put out there when you just, you know, just tell yourself it's practice. It's, it's two hours of the rest of your life. And because a lot of getting something right is becoming it first. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. So I'm going to ask a difficult question. I want to know what you think about um, the safe sex conversation. So this is, what, for me, one of the biggest issues that comes around sex and dating mm. is that you're dating. You're not in a committed relationship by definition. You don't really know this person yet. You're getting to know them. Now, some people would say, why are you having sex with them? I'm not the mor morality police, right? This is a show about sex. So you have sex when you want to have sex. But there is this issue about um, safe sex. So Yeah, and there needs to be. Right. So how do you suggest people handle that in a dating arena? How, how, what's the best way to kind of try to handle that conversation? Again, um, 
I've had individuals and worked with individuals uh, coaching wise and really I had one lady and she she wanted every guy to go for a test and they would for her you know again it comes back to your approach um you know being confident self-assured like yourself valuing yourself and and getting that message across and all you need to do to do that is you show a guy in, an interest you're interested in him you let him step up and you you say um there's a way to say look um i prefer if we wear a condom i'd rather you took a test and it's it's putting it in um words where you say it like a positive statement, mm-hmm. what you want changed or what needs to be fixed or whatever, and then you always end it with a positive statement. So saying something like, you know what, I can't wait to sleep with you, but to be honest with you, I don't sleep with anybody unless they're wearing a condom or I'd yeah. rather you went for a test. Um, but when when we decide to go together, um, this is going to be exciting, you know? Yep. And when you word it that way, remember this. The right guy steps up, the wrong guy disappears. You have nothing to lose. You will not want a relationship with the guy that disappears. You know? Yep. So there's no fear there if you approach it like that. Okay. Um, So what do you think? So in terms of attractiveness, Oftentimes, when women are attracted to someone, their brain goes out the window. Bye-bye. Nothing else seems to come into play. How do you advise somebody in that situation to to kind of rein it back in so that you can tell whether they're interested in you? You know what I mean? Like, Like, if you're attracted to somebody, sometimes... You're so you let them know it in so many different ways that they know they don't have to do anything because you're falling all the over them. First, the first thing I tell women or teach women um, is understanding a little bit of male and female differences, in that women will tend to sleep with somebody because they like him. Mm-hmm. Um, we're more emotional driven, and a, a man is more visual. And he will sleep with a woman, well, because he can. He can do it without any emotional connection whatsoever. And for a lot of women hearing this for the first time, even when I heard it for the first time, it was a bit of a shock to the, to the system, you know. And once women tend to know this, and then, um, as I said earlier, it's getting the guy to step up. So what I mean by this is, um, for example, if you're dating online, um you're exchanging emails and he asks for your number great you get you go um you give him your number he might follow up with a text or phone call he follows up with a text or phone call he asks you you know where would you like to meet he arranges the date you're allowing the guy to step up and make the effort from you from the get-go all a woman needs to do is show interest because the end of the day um you you want a guy who takes the lead most women you'll watch those hollywood movies and they'll go look at that girl next door and her husband comes home with flowers for why does that not happen to me or he never remembers my birthday so when you start from the get-go of allowing the guy to choose the restaurant um 
you know, uh, call you, see how you are, all that stuff. And eventually, as the dates get on longer, you can bring that more equal, you know. But in the beginning, allow him to get excited about you. Allow him to make the effort for you. And when you do that, um, I'm going to just share something else very quickly, is when you get to that sex dating stage, when should we sleep together? Most quality men will say, um, I'd love for you to stay over, but I have a spare room. A player will probably say, can I come into your house and not leave? You know, that kind of way. So when you know how to set a boundary there, um, this is not my material. I'm sharing Evan Marcotte's material. But one of the things he says, I did it in my own relationship, I teach it now, is kind of what we said earlier in that when you get to that, you're going out on a couple of dates, you're doing everything right. Um, and remember, it's what happened between the dates will let you know if he's interested in you. So when it comes to the whole sex conversation, it's just as simple as saying something like, you know what, James, I'm really enjoying your company. I, I can't wait for us to sleep together. Um, when that's something we decide on together, um, you're in for a great time. Okay? You're asking for what you want. And when you do this really early on, you, you create that perceived value. You create that confidence. And you're coming from a place of, if this doesn't work out, I already know I can get another guy. And when you come in that space, you become very attractive. Because most women men are meeting are, my ex did this, I'm broken, this is what happened to me. So when you come as a breath of fresh air, knows what you want, you don't really need him, you're, you're enjoying his company. And I will say one more thing as well, and I'm, I'm, I'm crowding a lot into this conversation, is when you're going on the date, you know, maybe the first date is a peck on the cheek. The second date is a little bit of tongue. The third date is a little more touchy-feely. You know, give him a taste. Create desire. Create excitement. Have him that he's like, oh, my God, I can't wait to sleep with her. When is this going to happen? I mean, I think one of the interesting things, I think I think for some, in some cases, the kind of old-fashioned, because that is the old-fashioned traditional roles, mm -hmm. is what's being looked at. There are men who absolutely want women to take the lead, and they're perfectly fine guys, but they like it reversed. And there are women who absolutely want to take the lead. But I think what's really important is this, this aspect of neediness. And... Women have been brought up to think that men want absolutely for you to need them in a big way. And actually, men are rather pleased, and it's a big generalization, but this is my experience, is that men are rather pleased when you can do for yourself. Mm -hmm. You're, you <laughs> let them do for you. You let them do for you, but you can actually do for yourself. Yeah, because you can pretend, or not pretend, you can be like, I am a strong, successful woman. And, uh, you know, my relationship with my partner is he loves doing nice. He loves fixing things. He loves he'll pick the restaurant or whatever. Or he'll ask me what I like, but he'll arrange it. And I love that he remembers my birthday. I love yeah. that he makes the effort. And honestly, I'm going to be a little tongue in cheek here. But once a guy falls, he falls. You're always in the lead anyway. <laughs> You know, men, you know, 
it's up to you to choose in your head. I know for myself, I wanted a very equal partnership and I have that. And men feel good about themselves when you appreciate them, you value them, and you allow him to be the man in the relationship. And yes, when I we were talking here, and I know with 21st century, there's so much advice out there about, oh, the woman should pay and blah, blah, blah. But like, at the end of the, at the end of the day, from from my experience and from coaching and seeing you know my girls now engaged and having babies and so forth and in long-term relationships they're happy because the fundamentals still work yeah i mean i do and i think if that's what you want you need to be really clear but i think one of the things that happens is is it is that women approaching this situation aren't clear what they want a lot of the time so the message that you put out is very mixed and I think in general, anytime you put out a mixed message, you're likely to be headed for trouble because yeah, I- there's no mind readers, right? So if you're putting out a very mixed message, you're not going to get, well, you're going to get what you're putting out. You're going to get mixed back, which is not usually what exactly. people want. People are funny because they'll say, you know, I really want to meet somebody. I want to have a long-term relationship and I want to meet this great guy and then their actions are the dead opposite to what they do they they meet a guy and he's like oh he's so hot and um I really like him that's their their uh their um their reason to go along with this and you're like like what what do you like oh, he's really nice to be with, but he never calls me, <laughs> you know? You're telling me you want a long-term relationship with a great great boyfriend. And, you know, one of the things I always say is, what's the qualities of a good person? Oh, my friend, yeah, she's honest, trust me, whatever. Okay, you like this guy. Is he honest? Trust- no, but I like him, <laughs> you know? Well, um, yeah. As long as you continue to... If you're say, I always say, stay true to the dream and not the guy. And when you stay true to the dream, you'll get the guy and the dream. You know. But I think um, I, I think that you know it's it, it's interesting. It's like the idea that you can't you, that you fall in love, and you can't choose who you fall in love with. And I just wrote an article for Your Tango a couple of weeks yeah. ago called "The Idea That You Can't Choose Who You Fall in Love With" is a lie because it is. Because we it do choose, because we do choose, we have patterns and our initial attractions fall in patterns. But once you understand your pattern, you can choose to change it. If you don't choose to change it, then you'll keep getting the same thing over and over and over again. If you yeah. choose to change it, then suddenly you're open to an entirely new world of relationships. Um, and it's the same thing. It's like, well, but I like him, but I love him. That's the one I hear all the time. But I, but I love her. I love him. And it's like, but they're treating you in a way that you don't like. So what is it that you love? Yeah, and I once heard um, that chemistry is actually, and you're a psychologist, so you can, um, you know, give your take on this, that chemistry is following a childhood pattern. Well, that some of it is. It's what feels familiar to you. Yeah. So it's... um, there's neuroscience behind it, but it is what I, before there was neuroscience to say this, psychologists recognize that we often, 
you know, even Freud said we often fall for our parents and it is unbelievably frighteningly true. Um, and it is, there is something about what feels familiar that we go for because it's familiar, even if it was horrible, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It's the fact that it's familiar. And so if you want to change what you go for, you actually have to understand what it is that's the familiar element. I often have people come in and they'll say um, they've had um, two long-term relationships and they thought that these people were unbelievably different. And yet in the end, the patterns were still the same. And they say, but how can that be? You know, this one was tall and that one was short. This one, you know, worked for a living and that one stayed home and was a bum. But but the patterns in the relationship remained the same. And what it is, is it's about not actually understanding those patterns. And they'll say, they're nothing like, he's nothing like my father, or he's nothing like my mother. She's nothing like my mother. And then actually, when you look, when you get underneath the outward stuff, you find the same patterns. Yeah, I mean, I'm a prime example myself. I um, grew up with a, a controlling father. and. I wanted the dead opposite to that. And I always say, as long as you hold emotional charge, positive or negative towards, you know, that, that thing in your life, um, you're going to recreate it. And I, I did. And what happens is, and what I used to do as well, is I would bounce from the bad boy to the good guy I was not attracted to, which happens for a lot of people where they're like, I'm attracted to him, but then I, I I get this guy that's good on paper, but you know I'm not I'm not attracted to him. Um, but it's only till you let go of that energy towards that will you create a more balanced field that when you go out there you will actually uh, get what you want. So just to put a long story short, um, I remember wanting to leave home very very early on. I remember my mom saying to me. All men are the same, and that's just the way it is. After her and my mom and dad were fighting, she was crying, and I was, I don't know, 10 or 11. And I told my mom, why do you put up with that? Like, So obviously it was very strong for a little kid to express that. Yeah. And I'll never forget her words, all men are the same. And I said to myself, I will never end up like you. But sure, what did I attract on a, the dead opposite or a guy like my father? What I, and what happened to me in 2010 is I went out with my one bad boy too many and I hit a very, very low point. Best thing that ever happened to me because I always say this, when the pain of moving is less from the pain of staying, you will override your pattern. And uh, Laurie, you just hit the nail on the head today, is once you understand what your pattern is and you catch yourself while you're out there dating, you do have to override it. And that comes with time. It comes with desire. It comes with um, desire will get you there quickly. You know, the burning desire to have something new. And I remember going through a very negative stage, actually going out with a guy that was good for me because it wasn't familiar. And then I loved it. And what switched in me, a lot of it is letting go of the old before you create the new. I found men who treated people badly repulsive. You know, because a lot of women still find them attractive. So they don't really uh, move away from that. You have to get to a point where you find that kind of behavior absolutely disgusting to you. 
The thing is, and when I did that, I attracted a great guy. Yeah, and I mean, I think the thing is, what you've said is that's so important is you have to get rid of the the old before you can create the new. You cannot get rid of your pattern until you know what it is. For a lot of people, that means some form of coaching or therapy or both. Definitely. Because it's so ingrained that to move from it, you just can't see it. I mean, other people, if you ask your friends, you'll say, oh, so-and-so was nothing like so-and-so. And your friends will go, oh, right. You know, yes, it was. Yes, he was. He was exactly like, or yes, she was. She was exactly like, but you can't see it. And it's because of all that stuff that you've got. It's deep. And if you don't get it out, you actually won't move on. Intellectually, no. you'll know what you need. Yeah. But emotionally. And that's where people struggle. They yeah. need to- they understand it intellectually, but until you move it subconsciously, it's, not it's still there, babe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's, I mean, to me, it's quite sad because I'll hear people still say, but I'm not attracted. I'm not attracted to them. And I'll say, yes, I understand that. But that's not the point. You will be if you do the work. You'll find something that's different. It might still have a bit of the familiar. You can retain a bit of the familiar. But if you retain the whole pattern, you're going to get nothing but that continued pattern. Yeah, because even just to share my life for an example is that, you know, I wanted that edgy guy. I I liked a bad boy because I had a bit of, I don't know, guts and spit about him. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Um, I couldn't go out with somebody that was a bit of a doormat. So um, I always call him the uh, good guy with an edge. Mm -hmm. So I took the qualities I liked about what was not working, for example. And I I understood the qualities I wanted and how I was treated and, you know, what kind of relationship I have. And I have that now. I have an, like, he's a guy with an edge. He's he's a real guy. Um, but he treats me like a million dollars. And once you get there, you never go back to the old way, you know? And I think you know this, Laurie, too. Um, when you walk the journey yourself, you really understand others that are going through going through that themselves. Because they really can be out there, I know anyone listening today, that you're like, all right, um, it's easy for her, but not for me. But once you create the desire and really look for the change, it will happen. It comes. It has to come, you know. And you, it starts with uh, believing it's possible for you. Yeah, I don't think it's easy for anybody, and I think that's the thing. No, no. And I, I and I like that we're sharing that today because, you know, you see so much, I don't know, on Facebook or whatever about, oh, you know, just think happy thoughts and it'll happen. It's not. It's a journey. It is a journey. Happy thoughts help. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but as you say, I mean, the, the, it is a journey, and, and and, you know, there is no one shot wonder you know there's no magic no. wand i always wished i had one that that actually worked um there is no magic wand to do this you have to do the work so the the first bit is knowing what you want and that's where you started is you need to know what you want so when you're dating you need to know what you want before you go on the date what's your boundaries you know are you willing to do xyz on this date i i remember doing a um, a field trip and I took a bunch of people to a fetish club as a field trip. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. We used to have a lot of fun doing this and, and, and I, I will do them again. But what we do before is we get together beforehand and we talk about what it is we might see or do on this field trip for adults. Um, for people in the in Europe that don't understand the term field trip because your schools didn't have them, a field trip was something where the school or your class went out for the day to do something different. So often they were to museums or sometimes to shows or to zoos, something interesting, and you were learning out in the world instead of learning in the classroom. So that's what a field trip is. And we would do a field trip. And before the field trip, you have a lesson relating to what you're going to learn. And so we would get together and have a couple of hours talking about what might you see, what might you experience on this trip to wherever. So in, for example, on the trip to the fetish club and talk about what, what do you want to get out of this? What are your goals and what are your boundaries? Mm -hmm. Really important conversation to have before going out there. What are your boundaries? What don't you want to do? Where does it end for you? What's important? And I would say I'd have a group of adults and I'd say, look, I am not going to police you like a parent. That's not my job. But I will remind you if I see you about to violate a boundary and then you choose to do it or not choose to do it. That's your, your choice. But I will remind you. So let's like make sure that your boundaries, you know what, what, what it would take to change them and you're really clear. And so we'd go out for the evening and I remember one woman, her boundary was don't go home with a man that she met. Mm. That was her boundary. And um, about halfway through the evening, she was getting ready to leave. <laughs> and I went up to her and I just said, I just want to, to remind you what your boundary was. I didn't say what it was because this guy didn't need to hear it. And she said, oh, you're right. And she said to him, let's stay here and keep doing what we're doing here. And he was fine. And that's I, the that's yeah. the pattern there. You hit the pattern there. It's like someone who says, "I don't want to smoke anymore." It's you gotta not take that next cigarette. That's right. So it's like right there. Don't do. So it's you. It's the same with any kind of sexual activity and dating. It's that idea of beforehand. You need to before you meet Mister Absolutely Amazing Body, and you know opens doors mm -hmm. for you, buys your drinks, you know, it and makes you can't wait to hop into bed with them and exactly. you have to <laughs> before, <your> you, <laughs> before you do that, you need to know what it is that are your boundaries and you need to be very clear about what they are. And then if you violate your boundaries and something doesn't go the way you planned, recognize that you have agency there. That's mm -hmm. you violated your own boundary. He didn't do it to you. You did that. No. Yeah, and once you take responsibility for your life and understand that you create it, um, it gives you power. Mm -hmm. And as you were saying there, you violate your uh, boundary. A lot of us need to forgive ourselves when we do something like that because yeah. we all do it. I, I know myself, I, you know, I remember one time <laughs> I went out with a guy in the States and um, he was a police officer and everything, and he was all very exciting. And... I always say don't do this either from my own mistakes. But um, on the first date, he said, drive to my house and then I'll drive us to the restaurant. It's too easy to to stay there. So don't do that. <laughs> and, um, you know, we were getting on really well. One led to another, blah, 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 blah. And I, and I felt so crap about myself the next day. 
I violate my boundary. And, um, you know, a lot of us have been there and it, it feels really crappy. And it's understanding that um, if you are um, susceptible to do that, um, you know, don't be going on dates where he's saying, come to my house first, you yeah. know. Um, know what your triggers are. I learned a very is. hard lesson. I learned a very hard lesson of that. I never did it again. And that's the thing. You don't, you, okay, you made a mistake. Forgive yourself. Just don't do it again. That's fine. Yeah. And, and, and recognize that, you know, sometimes you violate your boundaries. Nothing bad happens. No, you just, you know, it, don't, but, don't do it again. <laughs> but, yeah, no, but you, but you didn't, but you didn't get what you were looking for because you went against your own rules. And that's, that's the point. It's not somebody else's rules. It's your rules. <clears throat> Excuse me. If you're okay and you want to go have sex with a different person every night, that's fine. Nothing yeah, wrong with that's that. That's fine. That's Enjoy fine. It. Love it. Have a good Absolutely. time. Yeah. But don't do that if you're going to feel like shit afterwards. Yeah. Which was what I would do. Yeah. And I think that's the point is that most women, they go between being seductive but not letting the guy in and being very sexual and they don't have a middle ground and they don't yeah. act with their own feelings. So they think, you know, either they're told they shouldn't put out so they don't and then they feel yeah. lousy or they told they should and they do and then they feel lousy. I'm glad you brought that up actually because when you bring up mixed signals sexually, mm -hmm. you're confusing the guy and you're coming across as indifferent. So it is about, as you say, knowing who you are and, you know, what's fun to you and what's not and, you know, uh, communicating that because a quality guy is going to find that attractive. The wrong guy is going to disappear. You really have nothing to lose. Um, and, you know, dating and sex, it's fun. You know, enjoy it. So where can people find you if they want to hear more of what you're doing and if they want your help? Uh, Laura, they can find me on my website, which is www. I'm going to spell it for you. L O R N A P O O L E dot com, Lornapool dot com. And um, this is very actually fitting today. We have um, a free ebook there called 50 Biggest Mistakes That Keep You Tracking uh, the Bad Boys. And it, a lot of what's in there is around the conversation we had today. And I think you'll get a lot of value from that because um, it does talk about the pattern and knowing yourself first, because that's always your starting point uh, when you go about choosing something differently. Brilliant. Thank you for being on today. And thank you guys for joining me this week for the A to Z of Sex. Do write in with your questions to Dr. Lori Beth at a to Z of sex.com. That's A-T-O-Z or Z-O-F sex.com visit both websites www.adazofsex.com and www.the-intimacy-coach.com to learn about alternative sexual choices types of sexual relationships and to learn to sizzle and create that ideal lasting intimate relationship for a free 30-minute session with me head over to www.adazofsex.com and click on the button that says book now Please join me next week when the letter will be E. Thanks so much for listening. 
Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the A to Z of sex. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review here on iTunes and make sure you head over to www.atozofsex.com. That's A-T-O-Z-O-F-S-E-X. To subscribe to my free newsletter to help you keep your sex life sizzling. Stay tuned for upcoming weekly episodes as we work our way through the sexual alphabet to discover the wide world of sex, sexuality, desire, and intimacy. Knowledge gives you the power to create relationships that bring you satisfaction and joy. Hope to see you next week.